I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In news this morning, we'll start with the sad news. Obviously, we talked a little bit about earlier this morning. Full House star Bob Saget, friend of the show, passed away. The actor and comedian was found yesterday in his room at the Ritz-Carlton in Orlando. The Orange County Sheriff's Office told TMZ that detectives found no signs of foul play or drug use in this case. No, man. The medical examiner's office will make the final call on the case and manner of his death. According to TMZ, they say the Sheriff's Department and Fire Department responded to the hotel around 4 p.m. Eastern Time after hotel security had found Bob in his room. They were told he was pronounced dead on the scene, but circumstances, of course, of his death are still unclear. The stand-up comedian had been touring around the country with his stand-up set. He actually, what did they say, started in September and was planning to go through May. Uh, unfortunately, he passed yesterday. He survived by his wife, Kelly, and his three children. Bob Saget was only 65 years old. Yeah, no, he, I, I just had this thought. His last post was, uh, it was Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, okay, I love tonight's show in Jacksonville, uh, really nice audience. Lots of positivity happened last night in Orlando. Last night, the Hard Rock Live 2. Very appreciative and fun audiences. Thanks again to uh, uh, Tim Wilkins for opening. I had no idea. I did a two-hour set tonight. I'm back in comedy like I was when I was 26. Ugh. I guess I'm finding my new voice and loving every moment of it. I see you in two weeks, January 28th and 29th at the Improv with my brother, the real Mike Young, who Mike's toured in for 10 years. Mm. Going everywhere until I get the special shot, and then I probably keep going because I'm addicted to this ass. Peace out. That was uh, one day ago. As we mentioned, people have come out of the woodwork all praising and celebrating everything about Bob Saget, saying not only was he the funniest comedian, but the nicest guy ever that they'd met roaming no, the earth. Without a doubt. He was always kind to us. Um, and then somewhere along the line... We'd probably known each other, I don't know how many years, maybe maybe from phone interviews and stuff. I mean, we'd met maybe on the phone maybe five or ten years earlier, but his mom had passed. Yeah, I remember this. And he had shows in, in Kansas City at the Midland Theater, and he, had, he called me. He said, hey, are you, are you going to be in town this weekend? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, Bob. He goes, I was going to cancel. This is like on a Wednesday. He goes, but if you're going to be in town um, and you have time, my mom, but he explained it to me, and he just wanted someone to hang out with, and that's kind of where our real friendship started. Uh, we just sat up the whole night just talking about anything and everything, and not all about his mom, but God, he loved her. Oh, just uh, he adored her, and uh, and that's that's how we kind of found our uh, our trust in each other. You mm -hmm. know, 
he, he lived in a world where there's a lot of people. It's a lot of people reaching out to you. A lot of people love you. A lot of sycophants. A lot of it's, people. It's, people need a lot of people need something from right. you. And that's that 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 hard moment in his life kind of opened the door for our friendship. And so it was very valuable to me. And uh, and I, I I mean I just I cherished it. And uh, being friends with him was he was the most generous and kind and thoughtful and good. And he had such empathy for everybody, uh, everybody from homeless people to people in another. All he did, he thought constantly of what other people were going through. And I say that I cannot tell you how true that is for those of you who didn't understand him. Um, like, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. The, the podcast, it was really based on him just talking to people. Just he, finding he, out where they where they are and what they need. Yeah, he deeply cared about everybody, and he loved to make jokes, and he was inappropriate, and he was <laughs> offensive, and he was funny, and he was talented, and he was all things like you know. I went to New York to catch him in that play, The Hand of God, with with Sassy, and uh, we go, and I bought my own tickets. I, didn't, I you know I wanted to support what was going on, what he was doing. Yeah, and uh, and he. As soon as the show's over, I get a text. He goes, go to the, the stage door. And I'm like, I don't know where that is. We walk around outside, and there's this huge crowd. And all of a sudden, the door opens, and a security guy is looking out for us. And he's like, are you John? You know, and I go, yes. And he, all of a sudden, we're whisked into this Broadway theater backstage in New York City, which is unheard this of. This is unbelievable, there's, yeah. He is super happy that, that we've come. Uh, we really enjoyed it. Introduces the cast, walks us out on the stage, shows us the set, shows us the dress. I mean, the real Broadway that you hear about. And then, uh, and then he's taking the the, the cast out uh, for a dinner, and he's like, "You have to come along." So then we all end up at this after-hours place, and two hours of just of meeting these incredible actors and young people that were, you know, they got their shot on Broadway, and Bob is hosting them, and and just just being so generous with them, and just talking to Bob and. It was just, it was just an amazing, amazing night, you know. And then his car picks him up, and he insists that he drops us off at our hotel, and just that's one moment. Or the times here, Hell Ryan was with one of us one time at the Intercontinental. We sat up all night and drank yeah. liquor and talked, and just yeah, we shut the place down. It was yeah, we went and saw him at the Improv. Yep, and uh, uh, we all went backstage and saw him. He was like, "I'm gonna go back to the hotel. I'm just gonna get a cab." And John's like, "Nope." We load him in John's car. We head down to Intercontinental and just end up at the bar there. We're just hanging out. People are coming up. He's taking pictures with anybody that walks up. Well, remember, they were going to shut the bar down, and then they saw him, and then somebody talks to the manager, and then it's open. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, they, they, what they did is they came over, and they said, hey, um, so the bar is closed, but the staff wants to stay here for you guys, and you guys can stay as long as you want. And and he took he took pictures with the staff and and hung out and talked to them and, and yeah. talked to us and it was it was a fantastic. Well, you are and and to go back on what you said before, you're right that the, where it all changed with Bob was when his mom passed because the part I'll never forget is when uh, it, Michael O'Brien, like his rep that I work with out of New York a lot, he he called and said, "Is Johnny going to be there? Is you know is he going to be around if Bob comes to town or whatever?" And I'll never forget because he goes because uh, Bob wants to come to town because he needs it. He because he needs it. Yeah. And I was like, that's when I know I love that guy. Oh. Yeah. No, I got off that plane yesterday in Boston, and uh, I just read his Instagram post. Just read it, but like the night before, 
And I thought, dude, I got to, you know, I hope that this means I'm going to see him person to person. We stayed in touch via text. We texted a lot. Terrible, inappropriate things that I would never share with anyone. Random, random, But I terrible. saved them all because they, they make me laugh. Like, he, we would just text each other terrible stuff. And uh, uh, I just, just to see that, I was like, this can't be real. He's only 65 years old. He doesn't do drugs. He takes care of himself. So he has a doctor. He knows. Like, he takes, God damn it. Like, like this. And then... And then uh, we had to get through customs and I had to, you know, we had to navigate all that and try to get to the flight. And then it was that flight from Boston for three hours and 45 minutes. And I just, uh, as an adult male, I don't know, I I just sat there in the dark and cried like a pussy. Like, I hate it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You know, you just think, God damn it, now I'm never, you know. I'm never going to see him again. Yeah, and, and he's that guy. We talked about it before in the other room. Like, he's that guy that when you talk to him and you said, love you, man, and he said, love you back, like, you you mm. felt it. And that's a dude. Like, I, t- I had this yeah. discussion last night with Whitney. I'm like, that's a guy that I you grew up with on TV, and he was, you know, he was a big deal to you and whatever. <clears throat> and then, like, to meet him, you realize what yeah. a great human being. Yeah. What a great human being. Oh, always. When Always. Henry Winkler commends you for being a great human being. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, Norman Lear himself yeah. came out. I mean, it was like Bob was an incredible human being. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, just, he just really was. I cannot say that enough. It sounds like such a, a, a throwaway compliment, but he was better than 99.9% of the people I meet in this world. Uh, he, was, he was really something else, man. He, uh, he would get embarrassed. He'd tell stories about his mom. I... Here's one of the clips about he was this was he in studio on this I can't remember if he was in no, this is on the phone but he told me this and he didn't really want to mention it to anybody because it wasn't at the time part of his set uh, I want to know about you though tell me about what's what's going on with you and your girl yeah, I know and how's going on I know you had Dave on last week right I know I, I well that's what I said I go we had we had Bob and I go oh did we hurt Bob's feelings by talking to Dave. No, I I love Dave. Me too. My, my friends are your friends, but you've been talking to Dave for years. No, we love him absolutely. No, I'm just kidding. But I just I, I by the way, I was worried that something was going on with you because I did. I sent you a text message. Of oh, that. I didn't respond. No, I've been so crazed. I'm just working hard, and I'm going on tour to do. I have a new hour of stand up, so I'm going to turn that into a special by for the fall. I'll do a new Good. special. So I want to know because I, it's been knowing you over a, such a, sp- a period of time and seeing you, you know, you fell in love and you've gotten married again, but then I'm a little like, hey, uh, is it just Valentine's not a radar thing for you guys? Because it's not for me either, but for well, a lot of people it's a big we're thing. Because we've been together and she's going to be working, so right. she's, she's... But so everybody's okay. Every, everything's great. That's, okay. you know, it's nice that you didn't, didn't bother to call me, you just wanted to know on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we're friends. Can you, you imagine? Me and just, said, Bob, I'm worried. Oh, God. You my text. I go, oh, crap. Johnny, I'm so sorry. Well, look, I uh, I love you. And I, and I just, I, I hope you have a, a great show this weekend in Miami. But more importantly, for real, like, I just feel like uh, you need to, you know what it is? I had to leave town. Now I know what it was, actually. I had to leave because my buddy uh, Jesse had lost his mother, and I, and I wanted to go hang with him for a couple of days, and it coincided with the same weekend you were in Kansas City. So it really has been more than a year since we've seen each other. Uh, it has been. You're right. You weren't there. That's right. I'm sorry about that. 
Yeah, no, I'm sorry about that. I, I, you know, obviously, I wish his mom was still around, and, and I could have hung out with you. It would have been a much better situation. Well, you know, our, our moms, you know, the impression my mom left on me, my mother said, Bobby, you're the best. You are just the best person. And I said, Mom, please, I'm, I'm not Jesus, you know. And she said, Bob, you're better than Jesus. <laughs> and that is called, that's a Freudian complex for the 40th power. That is a serious it. problem. Yeah, he never used to tell that story. I was like, Bob, you got to tell that story. When his mom, <laughs> his mom adored him, and uh, and and so she would say things. She'd be like, "You're the best, Bobby. Bobby, you're the best." She just and he'd be like, "Mom, stop!" And she's like, "No, you really are the best, Bobby. I'm, Mom, I'm not Jesus." And she'd just look him in the eye. And she was serious. It wasn't even a joke. She go, "Bobby, you're better than Jesus." <laughs> you might have been. Uh, you want to hear the last time Bob was on the show? On the phone or the in-studio? Uh, which Greg, which one did you like better? Did you enjoy more? I love the in-studio one. That's it, it, just, it just showed what an amazingly sweet human being he was. Yeah. I, uh... Look at you. Look, you look happier and healthier. And you're always a healthy guy, but you really do. Like, I, I've been working on it, you know, because I got, I got, you know, another 30 years to do a lot of stuff. You're right? in love. I I am, and and you and I are the reason. That's right. Yes, That's right. I've only been in love with you. There's no there's no one else. And these bagels, which are beautiful. Guy ran needlessly for bagels. That's the difference between that bagel and me is you can only get one finger of that bagel. Oh that oh that's no I'm gonna rip it apart. I'm not talking about the bagel. That's not nice. Can't talk like that in the morning. People don't want to hear that. I think they do. I think well, they they're want. driving. They don't want to hear crass talk. I, you know, I'm I'm the guy. I'm Danny Tanner still. I know. You know, sit, I'm still that guy. They, it won't. It won't go away. Well, why would you want it to? Well, we it's don't. It's loved. We I mean, don't. it's so beloved, man. Well, it is. And why is it that when you there'll be stars that they'll get a character that becomes so iconic? And then somewhere down the line, a lot of them will turn their back on it, and they just don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm like, right? It was like Leonard Nimoy said, "I am not Spock," and then finally he came out with a book and said, "I am Spock." <laughs> yeah, you're like, man, just people dream gonna, of that, right? Well, well, some do, but you don't want to be called by that character name, you know, mm. you know, because that's ridicule in a way, you know. Hey, right. Spock. Hey, hey, Danny Tanner. You know. Oh yeah. Well, I guess it's all in the tone. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that to somebody. Like, no. You know. It's usually a millennial with a very deep voice and <laughs> and a drinking problem. But it's all it's all hugely a compliment. And yeah. and the show is doing really well on Netflix, and it, it'll be out by the end of the year, I think. We started making the new ones four years ago, That's and it. and it became this this hit, and. Uh, we all get to play with the, and we mess around. We just have a good time. The only and Dave's other hilarious. Sitcom and, is what Roseanne, and that. Well, no, well, that well, that was a big uh, unfortunate it, mistake sure. that happened, and it's a shame that was. so many people are. And she knows it, you know. But but that doesn't take away the fact that it was done and it was wrong. And, yeah. Because, you know, racism's wrong. I don't know if you ever heard about that, but yeah, it's a campaign. Start, kids are starting to talk about it, yeah. Yeah, these little kids today, they, they know what's up. You can't judge people based on the melanin in their skin. No, That's no. That's apparently not a, a way that you can judge someone's character and, and heart and, and humanity. You can't just look at them and tell. And I guess it's, it's, crazy I guess it's three quarters of the world that feels that way, I would say. But, but I, maybe a quarter. I'm playing London in the months ahead, and I'm going to go... And there, there isn't that level of it there. No. And uh, and then I'm going to be. I decided at the last minute this this gig at the uh, Improv with Mike, 
we, I just decided I got to write new material. But I really wanted to make people laugh. I just, I couldn't take, I can't take it anymore. No, that's it. it I it's can't right. take It's too that. negative. It's too I mean, divisive. I finally had to turn off stuff. I had to go, man, I'm not going to do this every day where I dig through the news. Yeah. Cause, and not because I'm looking for material for the show anymore, because I'm trying to find out if my country's disintegrating. The thing that I, I grew up loving, and I'm a naive like, you know me, I'm a romantic in the sense, like, well, I grew up really believing in who we are. We're the good guys. We kick Nazis' asses, and we, you know, we stand up for little guys, and we don't take bullies well, you know? Right. We, you know, and I, and so just when you start to see things get weird, yeah, really, it started to kind of consume me. And I'm, I'm a human being. That's the, how I look at it. I yeah. was hanging out with Dave Chappelle a couple weeks ago, and we were just talking about it. We're like, I, I, both of us were saying, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I'm not made this way. I don't understand the, yeah. the difference between us, and I have a good seven minutes on it now, so that's good. good. As long as you get material out of it, it doesn't matter what happens to humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really get affected by this world? I think I, think I am mom, so sensitive. I, I, I really. I, really I am. I, I, but I, that's where comedians make these jokes. That's where people like, you know, uh, Sarah Silverman or... I mean, so many people are doing stuff that is, um, you know, offensive... To people, unless you realize this is comedy, and we're just we're shining a light up. That's the other side, though, right? Because you're, you're stuck in the middle. So now you got these guys like, don't you talk about this, you know, mean, terrible things. And then the other side is this, this millennial world. And I, I don't, I hate the term. I hate naming people. I, do I hate too, the idea because I, I relate to every age group. Sure. I mean, I, I, I'll talk to a four year old, but, they'll, for a but while, they're like safe till the police, space. Till the police come. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the thing. Is like somebody got offended right then, and so you right. Know, you, so then that, you have that this kind other of side comment that's, they're is pussies, yeah. and I'm like, stop being such a pussy. This world is tough, man. You better get right because I, I, I don't. You know me. I don't join any team. I'm out. I'm done. I don't no, like, I, I'm I don't done, like man. being. I mean, I was born Jewish. That just uh, killed my shows tonight. <laughs> but I, but I, you know, I never understood it. Oh, is that why you got him bagels? Yeah, very that is, racist. It's a very racist. It's a very racist thing. I know. I'm just gonna play hoop toss with them later. <laughs> I'm gonna sit in my room and just throw them right on it. You uh, if I can get four in a row, if I get five <laughs> ring toss it. Oh man, if I get five, I'm not leaving the room. You uh, I might not make it to the show. That's why I, you're such a great comedian though. The thing as we get closer and we become even even better friends. I, I see how much you really do care about this world. And that's now I understand where so much more of the comedy comes from and how over your life with losing your sister and almost losing your first wife. Losing and, two and your, sisters. Your, your two sisters, yeah, yeah. sorry. No. And, and your mom. It's not, and, your, it's and, not and, your fault. I mean, if it had been, I wouldn't come on the show. <laughs> if you'd have taken out my sisters, I would not be on the show. But you have learned to deal with stuff because otherwise you'll explode. Because no, you, it, you see and feel a lot. I, I just go dog laid right because I can't take the pain. So it's just, and I, and sometimes I'll do a death comment on stage because there have been so many people that I've lost, but so have they, so it hurts them. And yeah. I don't want to hurt them. I, I want to be, and it's very, it's a very fine line to be able to laugh at. I have a line where I say something like, you know, we lost my dad, but we found him behind the shed, you know, because <laughs> he just didn't know where he was, you know, that's, and I, those yeah, are, my, those my dad's are, got it, yeah. Yeah, and and losing my mom was an important thing in my life, and and uh, it, it's just interesting to understand what we're here for, and we're all trying to figure out what, and most of us are trying to go, we're out here to get as much as we can out of it, and 
that's it, you know. And one of the sweetest, I want to bring this up, one of the sweetest jokes I ever heard you tell was, uh, you were talking about was your mom passed and the guys were with you, Coulier yeah. and Stamos. And, what did Dave say? Dave said, you, you, Dolly, you look, you look like an angel. And she said, not yet. And, and she then was, she was and, passing, and he was passing also gas right by the oxygen <laughs> tanks. And I said, "Dave, you're going to take this room out, you know." And he has a gas problem; he can't stop it. If it's your, it's your funniest friend from high school, sure. And that that's him. I mean, he'll he'll take his lower regions and put them over his upper part, and go, "Look, I'm a turtle," and run around what yelling, was, "I'm a turtle." What was the the, the was it an eight by ten of Stamos? Yeah, the that, that was out. I talked about. I should never have talked about that. <laughs> I talked about that in the special, and and that was a true damn thing. It's uh, Dave. It was my birthday, and they wanted to pick me up in a limo, and I walk outside the house, and I have an overnight bag, and Stamos set it all up because he's such a good friend. And I get in the limo, and um, it was really weird. They Dave was naked. And uh, had an eight by ten. It's not, you know what you can't tell the story too much, can you? And Stamos had a hole cut out in in uh, Dave had cut a hole where Stamos's mouth would be, and then had himself coming through the hole. Uh, and he was also holding an empty bottle of champagne like he was drunk, which was kind of funny. And then I said, "We get dressed," and and they and my nephew took a picture of that. And I was like, "What? What? What's wrong with you? I mean, what are you doing?" And this is almost as bad as a guy that thinks that poo can turn him on, <laughs> just of the idea of it passing past his prostate. And so my, uh, we get to Vegas, and Stamos greets us, and then they whip the picture out of a backpack, and Stamos grabs it and doesn't know anything about it, and puts his tongue through the hole. <laughs> That's a true, absolute, and and then oh. then they showed him the picture of what was in the hole earlier, and he just started going, spitting out, you know, like trying to spit the uh, evil out. Two shows tonight. Two shows tomorrow night. Hey, Gene. Yeah. Good morning, Johnny. Hey. Good morning, Bob. Hey, Gene. How you doing? I'm good, man. Love listening to you. Oh, Love thank coming you. to your show tonight. Love to have you at the show. Which one do you want to go to, the early or the late? Um, let's go to the one or the other. Okay. <laughs> well, whatever you want. We got you. I'm looking forward to it. Love you, Bob. Love you more. Dude, how great is it, people? That's that's their actual response. Love you. Not I didn't even told thank me you he or like loved anybody. me. Yeah, man. That's why comedy's important. I went on Fallon's show, and he made me tear up. And it was right before commercial, and it was like, why did he have to do that to me? At the end of my special, uh, Zero to Sixty, I said something like, well, thank you. You've been a great audience. And someone said, uh, we need you, Bob. And, yeah. I, and I said, well, if you need me, I will be there for you. I was like, Batman. <laughs> no, but it's, it's just true, man. We got to laugh. It's a, it's a heavy I, world, man. That, I, I accept that uh, responsibility. The news yesterday, Bob has uh, has passed away at 65. I don't know. I just uh, what a terrible thing. What a great guy, though, huh? Like for a moment there, just listening to him, I'm like, ah, it's still you know, Bob. Very happy. Yeah, he uh, he just he did. He made you feel better. We do need you, Bob. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.